the lights are bright, the carpet's red, and Chris is in his birthday suit. We're talking movies. We're talking our Oscar predictions. Chris, I have dreamt my whole life to say this. Well, first, I would like to thank the Academy. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to try and bring a quote back on that because, I mean, it's, uh, it's one night only, one time a year. I'm going to let Scotty just have his way. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the first Oscar show of How Do You Like That Movie? Tonight, we're going to be talking about the films from the 93rd Oscar Awards. The Oscars will be taking place the 25th of April of 2021. So, Scotty, take us away. Well, you didn't want to give anybody a format in terms of how we're doing this or anything. Fuck, man, I do all the talking on this show half the time, so you can do (laughs) some work around here. So it's going to be pretty similar to our twenty, our best of twenty twenty, where we're just going to take five categories, we're going to dissect them, kind of thing, and just give who we think is going to win, but also who we think should win. If it if if, if it differentiates, if it does, which I, probably it's going to in a bunch of categories. Now, for me, I wanted to start with the best supporting role by a male actor. Okay, so before we before we jump into Scott's class, I just want to talk about some of the numbers around uh, the 93rd Oscars. So the top contenders are Mank with 10 nominations, The Father with 6, Minari with 6, Nomadland with 6, Judas and the Black Messiah with 6, Sound of Metal with 6, The Trial of the Chicago 7 with 6, Promising Young Women with five, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom with five, Another Round with two, and The Collective. There you go, Scott. We're ready to rock. Now, uh, in retrospect, should I should... Why the I fuck are we starting? So, so, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, you're, remember, so this is your wild category? You took supporting is your wild category? Yeah, yeah. No, I just wanted to make a disclaimer. Okay, in terms cool, of, cool, Because cool. you just reminded me right now when you were saying the nominations... I have not watched The Father. Either have I. Uh, I. It is not. Re- I think it releases this after week we or record. something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. After we record, so I just want to let, lay that on on a disclaimer. But I don't think it's going to matter, anyways. Yeah, I wasn't able to watch it either. I couldn't. I couldn't find it on any possible streaming service. So, <laughs> all right. So my first topic would be best actor in a supporting role in which the nominees are Sasha Baron Cohen for the trial of the Chicago seven, Daniel Kuya for Judas and the black Messiah, Leslie Odom jr. For one night in Miami, Paul Rocky or Rachi for sound of metal and Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the black Messiah. Okay. Now in terms of the Academy, this is the one thing I don't understand. How are the two leads of the movie both supporting and who was the male lead of Judas and the Black Messiah? I, I don't know, man. And I mean, even they were confused by it. Like both of them were like, thank you, but that's fucking weird. You know what I mean? Like one of them should be the principal character, don't you think? Right. Like I know last year with um, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Right, they switched it. Technically, they put Brad Pitt in the supporting role just so he can get his Oscar, and put Leo as the main. Sure. And, but, 
Well, from what I understand, the Academy is the only one that does this. Like they technically choose who goes into the category In, instead of you a, submitting yourself. Right. Saying like, here's the lead. Cause Lakeith Stanfield for every other award was the lead of that movie. That's right. But my winner is actually going to be Daniel Kulua for Judas and the Black Messiah. Woo! I think, I think this is his, like, there's no other performance that's going to beat his. So just, just, and and we'll probably do this in each category. So just the film in general, how'd you like Judas and the Black Messiah? Well, it's one of the nominees I want to know what, for Best Picture. That, 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 that's <laughs> so, great. It could, it could be fucking dog shit. So, I'm asking so your fucking opinion it? on the fucking movie. Like, we're going to talk about it in Best Picture, but like, just off, off your cuff. I enjoyed it a lot, actually. Yeah, it's a cool flick, yeah. eh? Yeah, like it actually wants me and, you know, being Canadian, I don't know much about the whole Black Panther movement and everything I know about Black Panthers came from Forrest Gump. (laughs) All right. But it actually made me want to research it more and read about them. Like, why did they dissolve in the 70s? Right. So, no, I, I really enjoyed the movie and I really like Daniel's like performance like is fucking captivating yeah like when he's like i am a revolutionary i am like i want to just start screaming it well and i mean he was great in get out um but yeah he is uh he's a tour de force as they would call it in the in the in the in the film world in this film he uh he does a fantastic job and i mean i don't disagree with you i mean i i'm uh supporting actor is not a category i picked but uh, I mean, I would have taken him as a as a lead as well. Uh, it's a it's a really weird um, way that they broke that down. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, like once we get to best actor, I'm gonna say why I think they split them up. But go ahead with yours. Okay. Well, since we're going uh, kind of from the standard format or whatever, uh, my. Um, my wild card pick is best international film. Of course it is. Uh, I want to make sure that these international films get their attention. I mean, uh, unless you're a film like Parasite and you win Best Picture or something like that, often I think people don't give really any attention to the international films. So the nominees are, and I have a disclaimer after this as well, Another Round from Denmark, Better Days, Hong Kong, Collective, the documentary, Romania, the Man Who Sold His Skin from Tunisia, Kuvaitis Ida, Bosnia Herzegovina. So before I say anything else, I was not able to find either uh, Kuvaitis Ida from Bosnia or The Man Who Sold His Skin from Tunisia. I was not able to watch those films. So unfortunately, my five ca- uh, five class category gets broken down into three. And my pick, and I would say both my pick and I think what the Oscars are going to pick, Give or take, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on. Uh, I'm choosing Better Days from Hong Kong, directed by Derek Sang, who also directed Soulmate, starring Zung Dong Young from Soulmate, also directed by Derek Sang, and Jackson Yi from the Chinese boy band TF Boys. Um, did you watch Better Days? Have you seen any I of the did, international? I did films? not. I did not watch any of the international films, but so it's it's amazing, right? Basically, it's about kind of like 
uh, high school, early university bullying and suicide in Hong Kong. So like the like the amount of stress that goes on the students, uh, but just even just like the social organization of their society and stuff. And uh, it's fucking gritty, man. It's super, super graphic, super violent. Uh, amazing cinematography, super well cast, this beautiful color palette. Uh, the editing is fucking top fucking bananas. Like lots of like quick cuts back and forth, quick inserts and stuff. Uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful film, but super, super heavy. And I would highly recommend watching it. So uh, I think both myself and the Academy are going to be picking better days from Hong Kong for the best international film of 2021. Now without watching any of them, I'm going to say another round wins. So that was actually going to be the one that uh, I brought up just because another round is uh, got another nomination. You know what I mean? Well, for me, I think. Did you watch it? Nope. So what? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell, tell me why you think it's going to going to win then. Okay. Without watching it. Basic premise. Alcoholic teacher who, you know gets over it at the end right that's that's not the premise that's not the movie at all that's that's not at so all is what it happens. not is he not an alcoholic teacher nope what it is is uh a bunch of them decide that th- there's this uh <laughs> danish philosopher i think he's a danish philosopher or a norwegian philosopher i'm pretty sure he's danish so uh who has this this basic idea that people have about 0.5 percent less alcohol in their body than they're supposed to so that if you were to slightly increase the alcohol in your bloodstream, your life will get better. So this group of friends who are all teachers and coaches and stuff like that basically start running an experiment on themselves. And again, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it. Okay. So the, basically the story arc is like, they start running this thing and it's going well. And then they go, well, if 0.5 works, what about like upping it to like 0.8 or whatever? And then like, it fucking everything falls apart and then it has this really weird happy ending and that's about the issue like there's some really great cinematography i mean um it's got uh mads milkinson uh from the hunt and casino royale and hannibal and stuff who's, who's a fantastic actor uh it's just the story it should i think it should actually end on a downer but they find a way to like bring it back up and it just it doesn't quite work that's why I don't. I didn't pick it as my winner of international film. Like I said, it is nominated for two Oscars, and you may be right. Um, but I mean, I think the Oscars have become like the Academy itself has become a little more sensitive to some of the Asian films, uh, and so I, I think that just the fact that it's a standard European full of white dudes films is uh, is going to be a, a mark against it. No, I get what you're saying, right? But I think. I think, especially but, but yeah, I haven't seen it, but I'm going to continue to comment on this. No, one. no, I, no, no, I, I haven't seen it, but I think with the year, like for me, I don't think, and I don't know when it happened, but I don't think it's ever what, like anybody that wins the Oscars now is never who actually was the best performance of that year or the best movie of that year. So Everything you, so, has so you didn't, so you didn't like Parasite? I've never seen Parasite yet. I oh, haven't. So what the fuck? How the fuck are you making these judgment calls? You're like, I've never no, eaten pizza, but I heard it's fucking disgusting. So no, no, fuck I think them. it's it's a theme, right? And like, so what's the what's year, the theme? What's the theme? Is, is it what is it? Nordic drunk people? What, what what's the theme? No, the theme is overcoming. Like since the world has had to endure COVID for a year, every happy 
sappy shit that's about something overcoming a problem and getting better at the end will win. Okay, I guess we're we're gonna have we're we're gonna we're gonna know uh, in April if uh, if Chris is right as usual or if it is Scott. Anyway, let's push it back to you. What's your next classification or category? Oh, I guess we'll go uh, best actress. Do you, do you want to work it backwards and we'll we'll do like the Oscars and we'll say best picture for the end? Yeah, sure. All, All right. right, best female actor. What do we got? So we got Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anora mm-hmm. Day for The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand for Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. And that is my pick. Carrie Mulligan? Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. You liked, you liked Promising Young Woman, didn't you? I did, I, and I thought out of the performances, did, uh, did you watch all of those she films? Was the best one. Uh, the only one I didn't see. Let was me guess: is the, the United... people, the U.S. versus Billy Holiday? You didn't watch that one, right? Yes, that's the only one I I didn't see yet. All right, Chris is going to take Scotty to school today. Okay, so uh, I love Carrie Mulligan. I love <laughs> Promising Young Women. I mean, I think that both of us that came out and on our show on Promising Young Women, which if you haven't listened to it or you haven't seen it. Definitely go out and watch it. It's fantastic all around. Oscar contender worthy uh, for best female actor. So when it comes to acting, I think there needs the role needs to be almost transformative. And not that Carrie Mulligan didn't do a fantastic job acting in that role, but she's essentially playing like a, a like a regular woman who you know acts drunk and stuff like that. Which I mean, like I said, does a good job. No, no, I'm not taking any points for that. But when you compare that to the standout performances from Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, like she is a totally different person. Like she is this amazing, big singer. uh, And Andrea Day does the same thing because I did watch the United States versus Billie Holiday. And honestly, I also chose, I chose Viola Davis as my winner, but it was a fucking tough back and forth because she became the jazz singer Billie Holiday, the heroine, the abusive boyfriends, all of that, man. And I mean, like this, I actually feel that the best female actor category is much tougher than the male category this year. Like every one of these people brought fucking solid performances. But I would say that the top two are Viola Davis and Andrea Day. Coming in after that is maybe Frances McDermott and then Vanessa Kirby and Carrie Mogan. But like, Frances McDermott, she played a great role, but she basically played like surly old lady. Like, okay, that's fine. Andrea Day, Viola Davis, transformative fucking role. My Oscar is going to Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And remember, for those of you who listen to our other show, I fucking couldn't stand that show. I thought it was a really bad reimagination of an August Wilson play. So the fact that I'm giving her the Oscar means that her performance was super worthy scott yeah like she is the the most nominated african-american i believe actress right uh yeah for for sure but has she won before uh for fences supporting role okay so she's won she has won. has carrie mulligan won uh carrie mulligan has not won okay i don't believe uh i would have to Uh, check that but i'm pretty sure she hasn't because carrie mulligan was in uh, shame, and she was in an education. She might have been nominated for an education. So I believe 
since Viola Davis has won again. I think, like I said, I, I it's I think it's a lot of politics. They don't just throw them away, right? Throw them away. Okay. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They they and and that's the thing, right? Because it's not the like these awards by people who are winning. It's not like soccer. It's not like football where you're going, you're battling these people every week, and then you know you win the big game, you get you get the championship. It's literally people's opinions sure it's and there's politics involved i mean well i guess yeah. we'll, i guess we'll find out i'll put a little put a little asterisk before beside the ones that i thought that would win and uh we'll uh we'll find out uh, in about a month maybe we'll, we'll talk we'll, about yeah. it on our show we'll tweet we'll, we'll tweet it out we'll, we'll go one for one be like scotty's right chris is right <laughs> <laughs> all right you all ready, right, you ready to move on? yeah the next classification is, or next category is best male actor or best actor. We have Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, Chadwick Bosman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Paul Racy, Racy, The Sound or Sound of Metal, and Laketh Stanfield, Judith. You mean Riz Ahmed, The Sound of Metal? No, there's, there's two. Yeah, Paul Reese was was supporting. No man, he's in. Be- no, he's in. He's in the principal role. Look it up while I'm talking. Um, and Judas and the Black Messiah. And okay, so this is one of the places where I'm going to differentiate, kind of from what I. Okay, I think the Oscar is going to Chadwick Bosman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, because I'm telling you, you never want to go up against the dead guy in a fucking Oscar race. No, no, I, I, well, I'm not going to put it that way, but uh, yeah, I totally agree. He will win, right? They're going to put him in post. How do they say it? Post uh, posthumously. Posthumously. Yes. Are you are you pulling uh, it up? Yeah, and I see him coming up for best supporting. Um, but honestly, I thought uh, I thought Riz Ahmed did a fantastic job. That's who I would pick in terms of who should win, right? I think his, and again, I haven't seen Anthony Hopkins' performance in The Father. Um, I thought Stephen Yin in. Oh, Minari by the way, you was, were right. I got I got my classifications mixed up, so you were right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because I also forgot fucking Gary Oldman from Mank and Stephen Yin from Minari. So yeah, clearly, Chris doesn't, was like... Chris doesn't know how to read his own fucking notes. <laughs> yeah like so do you want to do it again do you want to like <laughs> uh i mean no because i it my my answer is the same like i think gary oldman did a gary oldman job i know people are like fucking wanking off to man i mean the guy thing's got 10 oscar nominations from a film that most people couldn't even watch uh which i think is ridiculous but we'll talk about when we get into the best picture um but i still think it's going to be chadwick bosman that wins so and his his role was great. Like he did a good job. He was one of my top contenders in 2020 anyway. Uh, but I hadn't seen Sound of Metal. And like I said, Riz Ahmed did a fucking bang up job, man. Bang. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I think it would have been his year if hundred percent. Hundred percent didn't pass. But all right. And now so getting into the bigger guns. Chris's favorite subject, and I'll actually pronounce them right. Uh, for directing, the nominees are another round: Thomas Vinterberg, Mank, David Fincher, Minari, Lee Isaac Chung, Nomadland, Chloe Zhao, 
and promising young woman, Emerald Fennel. And? And I'm going with Nomadland. Oh! Nomadland! Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think... I think, well, if you look at the Golden Globes, which is kind of an indicator, she won. Chloe Chloe Zale? Yeah. And then I believe she would be uh, the first Asian woman to to win. uh, Best director? Exactly. Or even be nominated. uh, Yeah. Well, I know China's both like angry and like happy like they 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 have this cognitive dissonance they're like because she's talked she's talked a lot of shit against china about what they're doing in hong kong so they're like you know you bad for this but also look at what our chinese former chinese citizen has done you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah i think i think she's going to win again um like i liked i without i never watched did you like nomadland round. it was okay like to be honest, like out of these ones, it was the one that it was harder for me to watch, kind of thing. Like I was bored a lot more. It had beautiful cinematography. It, it yeah, I think the cinematography was amazing on it, right? But like story wise and everything like that, unfortunately, a bunch of people deciding to drive in caravans and trailers and eh, shit some of it's not, not just deciding but yeah I, I see where you're going with that <laughs> you know what i mean i was like man just watch dr sleep those are the bad guys <laughs> <laughs> so so i actually disagree with you i think minari is gonna win for best director uh just because it's gotten a ton of like pump um it's a it's an amazing film uh like i said i i really like no matter it's it was it was a it was a toss-up for me between Nomadland and Minari, but there's also that part of me that thinks someone's going to give it to fucking Finchner for Mank, uh, which I hope does not happen. I mean, I don't think I didn't think that highly of Mank, um, but yeah, I'm going to push back. I'm going to say Minari. I think it was a, a it was a more entertaining story, and so I think the directing was better than the fact that they were able to tell a narrative drama about families and struggle and the American dream and a bunch of other stuff. Plus all the controversy around the fact that it got listed uh, as a foreign film in the golden globes, which took it out of the, some of the runnings for like best picture and stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm putting my money on Lee Isaac for Minari. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't get that either in terms of Minari being um, a foreign film when it's it was shot in the United States has American <laughs> actors. They're like, Oh, but it's a lot of it's in Korean. It's like, uh huh. And Koreans live yeah. in the United States. What the fuck, guys? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the thing too. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're wrong. I think it will be a woman director that wins this year, and I think it's going to be Chloe Zhao. All right. Well, I guess we will see. I mean, we're uh, we're 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 moving along pretty quick here. So I guess we're at the we're at the big show. <laughs> we're at the big show is there is there anything you uh, want to say before we get into best picture uh no no we'll go through it we'll go through it all right the nominees for the 2021 oscars for best picture are the father directed by florian zeller from his play <laughs> le Père, starring anthony hopkins silence of the lambs olivia coleman from the favorite and the tv show the crown 
Judas and the Black Messiah, directed by Shaka King, who's also the co-writer. Starring Daniel Kalua from Get Out. Lakeith Stanfield, Selma, straight out of Compton. Mank, directed by David Finchner. Seven, Fight Club, The Social Network. His dad wrote the screenplay. Starring Gary Oldman from The Darkest Hour, The Dark Knight, True Romance, which we just did a show on, so check that out. And Amanda Siegfried, Mean Girls, Alpha Dog. Minari, directed by Lee Isaac Chung. Uh, this is the she in their in her first film Muyunga Gungbo. It was the first film to use the Kinayarwa Wanda, which is the official language of Rwanda. I just butchered both of those things, so please bear with me. Starring Stephen Young, Glenn from the Walking Dead series, Han Yi Rai, uh, a star South Korean actor. Nomadland, directed by Chloe Zhao, the writer. Francis Mc- starring Francis McDermott, Three Billboards o- Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, North Country, and Fargo. Promising Young Woman, directed by Emerald Fennell, from the TV show The Crown and the showrunner on Killing Eve. Starring Carrie Mulligan, An Education, Drive, Shame, The Great Gatsby, and Bo Burnham, Eighth Grade, The Big Stick. The Sound of Metal, directed by Darius Marauder, The Place Beyond the Pines writer. Riz Ahmed from Nightcrawler and the TV show The Night Of by HBO. Starring Olivia Cook, Thoroughbreds from the TV show Bates Motel. And finally, The Trial of the Chicago 7, directed by Aaron Sorkin, director of Molly's Game and writer of The Social Network and A Few Good Men. Starring Yaha Abdul-Mati II, Sasha Baron Cohen, Daniel Flattery, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Michael Keaton, Eddie Raymond, and Jeremy Strong. All right, Scott, why don't we take yours? Because I just finished a bunch of talking. What do you choose? I know. I was going to say, do you need to take a breath there? Like, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you want to let us know who their third grade teacher was? <laughs> you could have just said, here's the movie. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Out of which P- studio? P- if, if you just jump to 10, uh, 10 plus speed on the podcast to get through that, we're through it. Slow that fucker down so you can hear what we have to say. <laughs> they they've zoomed past us. They've gone ridiculous speed. Or what was it on Spaceballs? Ludicrous speed. That's right. <laughs> All right. So in terms of who I think is going to win, I think it's going to be Minari. Okay. Who I think should win is Judas and the Black Messiah. I think out of all those films, that one overtook every single one. Yeah, I mean, Judas and the Black Messiah, like I said, is a fucking fantastic movie. Uh, and yeah, Minari is really good. Uh, I mean, Promising Young Woman is good. I don't, I don't see that uh, breaking that threshold. Uh, I think it's going to be between. So let, let's just. I just want to talk about Manx. So Manx got ten nominations, and we haven't we haven't picked it as our winner in any classifications yet. Which I mean, still leaves like four four or five possibilities. You don't think it's going to win best, best picture? No, I think the com- Well, the comment you made in private is the academy hollywood loves old fucking hollywood that's right right and, so and it was made in private and now it's uh public but thank you very much yeah <laughs> but anyways I, and i think that's why it's there it's just like oh you know it's like just fucking reminiscing right it's the nostalgia remember the good old days the studio shit where we ran everything that's right right so i think that's why and almost every old hollywood movie is nominated right that's true uh, so, what, what about the trial of the Chicago Seven? Uh, 
it was my pick in 2020 uh, yep. for best, but Judas and the Black Messiah technically didn't come out that time, right? That that came out in January for us. So I uh, I think I'm gonna go with Minari, and I agree with you that it would be nice to see Judas and the Black Messiah. I think Sound of Metal is it's not big enough. It's not big enough to win a best picture. It's it's good. It's a bit slow. There's definitely some slow parts in it. Um, and like I said, Promising Young Women kind of is not slow, but again, I don't think it's big enough to really uh, be in the best picture crowd. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm upset that Tenant is not a nomination in more categories. I think it only got nominated twice. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick Minari and I'm going to, I'm going to second year that uh, it will be nice if we're wrong and we see Judas in the Black Messiah. Yeah, like I think that that is the one that deserves it. But again, I think it's too unfortunate. It's too reminiscent of what was happening in the States last year. 100%. Right? And then I don't think they're going to throw more light onto it, right? Like even with the Black Lives Movement and seeing like, hey, you're technically like America, you're technically repeating history here with what you're doing they're going to go for you know the nice story of the immigrants coming over and building a farm which is a good story like don't don't yeah. don't get me wrong like they they do a great job and it's so sad like uh spoiler alert, like when they're little like out building catches on fire and they like lose their crops and like it's sad it's a fucking sad story i mean but minari is so well done it is so so good it's not as it's not dark like Judas and the Black Messiah, but both of them have a lot of gravitas and resonance to it. No, 100%, right? Like it's two stories of technically two cultures trying to make it in America, like hit the American dream, right? To have that like equality on there. Right. And, but just think about it, man, if Stephen Young just paid that guy 300 bucks at the beginning, he would have had water. Yes, yes. Oh, also, <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Like, <laughs> after, after the biographies you just went through, you can't talk. <laughs> I can't say spoiler. <laughs> but, are you, yeah, uh, are you going uh, to watch the Oscars live, or are you going to just, uh, you know, kind of pick up whatever happens, like, the next day in the socials? No, I've, since, since I was a kid, man, like, 10? I would say, I don't think I've missed an Oscars. Like, remember the days of the TV guide and they had all the nominations? Like, we would fill out what yeah, we Yeah, it was almost like a scorecard. If... Like, you would be like, let's see if I get them right. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, and I remember doing that, like, with my whole family from kids. Well, now we don't, but because the TV guide doesn't exist anymore. But, yeah, we would just see how many we could get right, right? We'd play a little game with it. And... Yeah, it's kind of missed those days. So is, is is there any films that you watch getting ready for this show that uh, you want our listeners to like watch for sure? Like any any of the, the kind of hidden gems? Yeah, if you haven't watched Judas, I would definitely recommend watching Judas. 100%. Um, Sound of Metal. Like I really enjoyed that as well. And then see and that's the thing like i think like sound of metal i think might be the underdog that might actually take it right because it's the whole for, for best overcut- picture yeah no it, it's it's not the, big enough the there's, there's not enough production value there 
it, it doesn't it's not it doesn't matter man it's literally gonna be the story it's the, it's all about the story of a guy who has a disability but overcomes his like well, he, he gets a disability he, he ends up being disabled and then overcomes it right at the end right and finding out like hey your weakness can be your strength right doesn't it kind of i don't know if you've saw did you ever see uh it's all gone pete tong it's, it's, it's essentially the same fucking story, except it's a DJ in Ibiza, a British DJ, and his hearing starts going. And so then, like, he has that period where he's, like, all fucked up, and he does a bunch of coke, and da 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 And then he, like, you know, meets someone who teaches, like, uh, sign language and stuff. And then he realizes he can feel the music, so then he starts producing music just on the feel. So the whole time I was watching it, I'm like, this is, like, the heavy metal version of It's All Gone, Pete Tong. <laughs> I was just thinking like, well, I was just thinking like, this is like whiplash, except I actually believe Riz Amin <laughs> can drum as opposed to, oh my God, now I'm going to have a brain fart of who was in, it was, yeah, who was it, in it was, whiplash. It was also, it was also less fucking stressful than watching whiplash. I was like fucking anxious the whole time. That film is amazing. I love the way that film is shot. Um, <laughs> I would also say, like I said, go out uh, if you don't mind watching foreign films or sorry, international films, check out better days. It's really great. And the documentary collective, uh, which is basically about a total failure of the Romanian healthcare system after a fire. Uh, it's, it's fucking shocking, man. Check that out. It's on Netflix. So, you know, borrow it, steal it, watch it, do what you got to do. Um, I mean, after that, we'll, we'll be touching base after the Oscars and seeing how well we did. And, uh, but that's it for me, Scott, if you got anything else, take us out of here. And that is our rant for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. You can also reach us and interact with us on social media at how do you like that one or email us at how do you like that movie at gmail.com. Like at first I thought it was a remake of the Manchurian Candidate. That's why I was just like, pass on this because i've seen that remake already <laughs> the manchurian the mauritanian literally two different places in the world man it's all right i was just like the, the ad the ad in the marketing looks exactly ontario the same. education a- reading <laughs> not our strong suit but we try hey we didn't have those three grade three tests so that was in school. <laughs> production by rod shaver fader monkey productions